Yo! And seasons, greetings, and holiday stuff, and things of that nature. It's a holiday yet. Maybe I should have sung it. Dan. We got, Derek, I we got sung Derek Beanie it. today. I, I think we're okay with yeah. that, but, but I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. <laughs> Let it yo. Let it yo. That's frozen. Are you going frozen? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, no. Let, like it, like yo. Let it yo. Are you telling me you have not heard the Boys to Men cover of Let It Snow from 12 Soulful Days of Christmas? It sounds like. <laughs> I'm that like we we thought we yeah. was doing Frozen. Like, let it yo. Let it yo. Obviously, I don't have the smooth vocal tones of voice to men Daniel but yes that is what I was trying you sound like you sound like our friend Ashley right now when I couldn't do f- perfect falsetto I'm gonna need that in the falsetto bro if you're gonna do falsetto. it I'm gonna need it in the falsetto if not then leave it there leave it alone I uh, know we haven't happen, been with you for a while but we are back again on the midweek take back in your midweek ears it is I your man your most venerated and excellent host your wife's favorite podcaster D.R. Lewis. Nice. <laughs> everybody's laughing. The third baby. Terrell co-opted that with not. Like, immediately. He just said not. Yeah, because he knows like, what's going to happen. He linked it up with Daniel. Daniel's been caught again. He, he won't admit to it, but he's been caught on the cool again by Terrell. Speaking of Terrell, I brought all my friends back for this uh, special uh, last, you know, before we get on holiday, holiday break, this will be the last midweek take we got for you this year. Um, some big changes coming in 2021, but we'll, we'll save that for, for a later topic, later topic. In the meantime, I brought all my friends back. Terrell Huff, that's being poppy himself, is in the building. What is up, my man? Indeed, sir. Support the arts. Mr. Let's Grinch go. himself. Yes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that video's out, too. Right. It's on YouTube, baby. That's right. Terrell was in a, a holiday Christmas spot as the Grinch, and he killed it. Chewing no. up that scenery, baby. <laughs> Facial prosthetics and everything, B. It was tight. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, man. It was two and a half hours in the chair, man. Also, <laughs> also back with us again today. You haven't heard him in a while because you haven't heard us in a while. And before that, you hadn't heard him in a while. So he's back. Austin Brazina, what up, man? Who that? It's you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> hey, I know you've been gone for a while, but we don't curse on the pod anymore. Oh, what? okay. No, that's a lie. He's not here, so I wanted to see if I could trick him. It may not have stopped me. It may not have stopped me. I ain't going to do it anyway. Hey, I'm gonna do you it watch anyway. your fucking mouth. <laughs> and, then last, but, <laughs> and then last but not least, the pain in my side, yet somehow still remains my friend. Daniel Davidson is here. What up, baby? Chilling, man. You know, tis the season for playoff snubs. You know what I'm saying? They ride it for my Aggies, man. But it's whatever. We ain't salty or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Gonna go oh, to yeah. the Orange Bowl, do our thing and shit. But yeah, clearly, not salty. Ah, Jimbo, not salty. Part of the Jimbo intro. Said the best, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seven in a row, SEC, baby. You know, not everybody can do that. But you know, it's politics, for you know the rest of us. Twenty twenty is all about politics, apparently. So it is what it is, man. Ooh. It is what it is. Well, you know, this is the podcast for Hot Take Theater and Daniel, you know, getting his hot takes going early before we could even get to our get to our topic. Although that's not very hot. That's not that's like a medium warm take. That's like, a you know, that wasn't that hot. Like A&M should be in the playoffs, a pretty reasonable take. And so with that being said, let's get into the main topic. As you know, this is not the show where we take one topic and one topic only and break it down and blah, 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 blah. This is the show that I like to call Hot Take Theater because it's a little more sportsy. It's a little more, hey, I have takes, and I want to throw them every which way. Um, Daniel, you look incredulous. Are you confused about which show you're on? That, I'm pretty sure it's the first time you ever called it a Hot Take Theater, though. So I feel like you said it before. That's, that's why. I, I, I've literally <laughs> called it like... Change I, the name. Change the name. 
No, I do that every week now, T. I know we haven't done this one in a while, man, but you can check the tape on this. I've done it for like the last two months, I believe, is what I, I thought it was. Oh, wow. mid- oh that's yeah. right. I'm never, I'm not, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I thought this was a Midsummer's Week take. I'm a Midsummer's Week take. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging the play on words that has been going on with that, Austin. So I've already lost control of the show. And that being said, I'm going to tell us what the topic is today. To go out on our last episode of a midweek's take, we had to do it big, right, fellas? We had to do the greatest hot takes of all hot takes. Huge. And what that is, Huge. of course, no, no, we're not mentioning him. We're not mentioning that guy. This is no, none of that. Of course, I'm speaking of the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate. We've been we've been having this one in our sights for a little bit. We've thought about kicking it around on on the big show the, on the on a weekend to take episode, uh, and in that regard i would have kicked it from a more sociological aspect but we're here on hot take theater so let's start with the with the hot takes who you got lebron james what are you buying what are you selling there you go. what are you buying you're buying lebron james or you're buying hurry up right now tell me lebron james michael jordan go 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 uh michael jordan no oh. all right we'll go with uh, terrell huff who you got uh well we can use a little context here. I mean if I'm talking about no 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 we're not doing this context stuff. I got LeBron James, man. I got LeBron James. I got LeBron too. Oh yeah, man. He's a better all around basketball player. LeBron James is a better all around basketball player. Period. He does everything. And yes, he does everything. I wanted chaos. You'll never get it out of me. I'm not telling y'all anything. No, I'm just kidding. Um I, I without doing the whole nuance thing, which we we can do a little later. I'll go MJ uh, for for now. I'll just let y'all know it's it's yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, this uh, bear in mind, anybody ah. listening, these are all hot re, re, immediate reactions. There's yeah. a lot to this. <laughs> like it is it's gonna. So yeah. the thing about the Michael Jordan debate is it always the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James debate is it's all it's always encapsulated in like a, a very specific framework. And I think that framework always tends to favor Michael Jordan. There's a lot of ways to chop up, you know, how you define greatness. And so, to be fair to everybody, you know, we put everybody on the spot because it was funny. But there's a lot of ways to define greatness. Are you trying to take shots at our stance real quick? Because it's like you're making apologies for us. Like, we're in the wrong here. No. Uh, I'm actually doing the the opposite. I'm actually doing doing the opposite. We're just saying there's a lot of ways to define greatness. And your way. You can't help y'all out, Austin. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like, look, before you kill these men. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay. I just think that. I just think that people tend to define it in a very specific way. Um, and then they act like there's no other way to do it. And sure. I, I, I do think that's an incorrect way to, to argue points. But yet and still, that's how we're about to do this thing. So that being said, who wants to fire the first shot at the other side? Because I really don't feel like doing it. Daniel, you want to fire the first shot? What, what, who wants to do it? Who wants to take Coming the shot? Coming for the king? Coming for the king, Daniel? So you want me to start by tearing down LeBron first or building up Michael Jordan? What do you think? Negative or positive to start off? You know start negative. You know this is the holiday season, Daniel. Start off with the positive, man. Oh, I don't know, Daniel. I've never heard either of those before. <laughs> <laughs> this is well. New. I mean, the first thing, the first thing that comes to mind always when people talk about you know LeBron versus MJ is all the stuff that LeBron can do. You know, of course, we can go through it pretty quickly. Six eight. 240, 250, can pass, shoot, dribble, all that stuff, you know, has the mind of a point guard. Um, in that same sense, though, I guess for Michael Jordan, I guess he is discounted, though. But really, if you think about it, they're both kind of the prototypes of what you're looking for for their position, right? So ever since Michael Jordan came to the league, everybody's been looking for that 6'6 shooting guard, you know, athletic build, maybe 207 pounds. 
that's what you're looking for because that's who Michael Jordan was. That's who Kobe Bryant fit. That's the mold of a shooting guard. And then since for LeBron James, he kind of changed the mold a bit, um, you know, in terms of a small forward, but basically the same thing, you know, six, eight athletic and such. But now you add on to ability to ball handle and do other things, which in today's league, that's basically the norm in terms of what you have to have. If you want to compete, you can't be able to, you know, be a one trick pony as a star. You got to be able to, you know, be a big player and still handle the rock and still shoot the ball and still pass as well. So in that sense, for today's game, yes, he is the, you know, the epitome of what you want in a basketball player. Um, but I don't think you would grade the best player of all time just based off of, you know, just the stuff that he can do, you know, in a gym or something in terms of by himself or in a pickup game. It's more than that because all these players in the league, of course, are talented. But what separates the greatest, you know, from the good or the very good is, of course, the accolades and the championships and the winning and also the ways that you win, too. So it's not just the fact that you win a championship, but also the ways that you win. Um, so a quick comparison. Um, we had one before about Tim Duncan and Anthony Davis. You know, um, they were saying that in terms of ability, you know, Anthony Davis maybe you had toes a bit above Tim Duncan. If he hadn't got hurt, he might have been greater than Tim Duncan when it's all said and done. Uh, but looking at the ways they got to their championships, you know, one, Tim Duncan kind of being put on, put on his back and carrying his whole team there versus Anthony Davis being kind of second fiddle to LeBron. I think that kind of stands out in people's mind. It has to stand out in terms of his legacy and in terms of his ranking as the greatest player because even on a championship team, he wasn't, in my opinion, the best player on the team. And in that sense, when you kind of go back to Michael and LeBron, Yes, of course, every time LeBron has been the best player on his team, but in terms of what he's had to work with versus Michael Jordan, I think that's when, of course, you come to your first argument about who had more help, who had to go out and get more help to kind of get where they wanted to get to. Um, you know, the, the main comparison will, of course, be Sky Pippen versus whoever else Michael Jordan might have had. I'm sorry, LeBron James might have had. But I think in that sense, the way that, you know, what Michael had to do for his team, um, kind of how he had to kind of grit and grind and kind of just – break through that wall to finally get there. Uh, I think in that scenario, you have to give the, the nod to Michael Jordan in that sense between what he had to go through and also his supporting cast to actually get his first championship and the next few as well. While as LeBron James, still amazing and still most times the best part on his team, I think he may have had an easier path to get there and a bit more help than Michael did. That's fair. I, I think uh, for, to, to preface with a concession, I, I think – that if I was to pick a player for one game, it's got to be Michael every time. Like, they, I don't think there's any question about that. I think in terms of the players they are, I would always say Michael Jordan's going to be most liable to win a game. But I think that if we're talking about just to, to establish the player themselves, like in their era, whatever you want to call it, if LeBron James is hitting shots, like three-point shots, I don't think there's a question he's the best basketball player to ever do it. But that inconsistency is a knot. You know, it, it is what it is. But the times when we've seen LeBron dialed in draining threes on a team, it's a goddamn nightmare. Like, that is the hardest player ever that I've, I've seen to, to yeah. do it. But that said, you know, like you're saying, there's, there's a lot of other factors involved. Um, I think in terms of the, the young go-get-it attitude, we saw that with LeBron when he was on Cleveland. And I don't know how much we've forgotten about it necessarily like in the, the the public perception of it but there was an era where he was he wasn't Michael but he was he was that guy who was a 30 a night kind of guy like he was a monster he could do all that but he wasn't winning anything and that's a big difference between him and Michael when when Michael was that guy he was always winning 
give or take. I mean, obviously there were some exceptions, but for the most part, he was a competitive. He is what he is. Um, the Cavs never had that aura about him. They were LeBron and then some dudes. And a little bit of that is on LeBron. He wasn't the killer at that time. He gave up on that team at times. Like He, he wasn't the killer that you would want to be the best player of all time. For me, the biggest difference is that LeBron's still doing this. I don't know how. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, now he has he has modern medicine, modern science, modern everything on his side, and it's hard to compare the two in that sense. But if it was that easy, we'd see more players with this level of dominance. Like, there's something about him that's exceeded beyond the normal. He may not be the – and we throw this around with, with Kobe and with Michael. He may not be the, the quote-unquote sociopath where he demands everything from everybody, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure he does in his own way. But the discipline that it takes to keep his body at this level for his whole career, that is unheard of. Like nobody, nobody's as, as caring as, about their body as LeBron's been for 20 years now to, to be what he is. So those kind of things to me put him in the, the different level. Had we had this discussion five years ago, it's a different conversation. But I think this last five years have put him in that, that what the, like once in, a, once in a lifetime player. I don't think Michael was particularly the most gifted athlete. Obviously, he's he's a like I don't. It sounds stupid to say that, but right. there's been like for example, Jason Richardson types, who are kind of the Michael Jordan type of athletic, super athlete that had power and, and everything, but could also shoot and do other stuff. But Michael was different, so that's where it kind of it, it it's hard to explain what makes Michael Michael unless you just see him play. He he was unstoppable. So I I think overall the body of work is what sets LeBron aside for me. Um, that coupled with the fact that, like I said, at his best, when he's hitting shots, you, you cannot stop LeBron James. To me, that's the difference. Yeah. For me, you know, it's funny because it's, it's LeBron, the facilitator that sets him apart for me. Um, and it's not that Michael Jordan didn't necessarily make players better. Um, it's the way he made them better versus LeBron. Like LeBron is making these players better by virtue of being the facilitator that he is. Mike was the type of guy where it was like, you're either going to get on my level or I, I don't have no time for you. Like I'll do it myself. And LeBron was sort of like, no, I'm going to force you to get on my level. I'm literally going to facilitate. I'm going to, you're going to be right here. I'm going to give you the ball. You're going to hit the shot. You're going to do this. Defensively, we're going to be here. Um, I, I, I'll piggyback off what Austin said because it's funny when you think about the fact that if somebody said something really funny, it was like on Twitter the other day. They were saying LeBron's decline is like, okay, he's 35. Last season, I think he averaged something like, I don't know, it was like 26, like 8 and 10 or something like that. And this year, he's like at 20 or, or like, and then the following season, it was something like two seasons ago. They basically said that last year versus the previous year, something, he's still averaging 25, 26 a game. He's still pushing on a triple-double. As if when you look at LeBron, you feel like he can get a triple-double. He could average a triple-double right now if he wanted to at 35 years old. Um, so there's your Just line. Just real quick for, for clarity. 25, 8, and 10. Yeah. So think about that at 35 years old, and you've been playing since the age of 17, 18. So, I mean, the other thing for LeBron that does it for me is that he's essentially coached himself almost his entire career. I mean, we could talk about the coaches they've had. 
But realistically speaking, an Eric Spolstra at a really young age, having come from being the, the video to, guy. Just to interrupt you yeah. real quick, because we're, like, we're oh, not going to get bogged down on this. Right. But people really do be disrespecting Eric Spolstra. Like Spolstra's a hell of a No, I was I, literally I, about yeah. to go. I was about to okay. go into no. that, though. Okay. He started out. That's my point. He started out as, like, the video guy, and then, like, he kind of, you know, he, he's now one of the better coaches in the league by far. Yeah, because he he's literally sat there and he's gone through the entire gauntlet of what you need to go through to, to get better, you know, as a coach. Don't get me wrong, but that's now. Like, when we go back to previously, I mean, this dude, and I say he practically coached himself because, yeah, Eric Spolster got to be a better coach, but was he a better coach by virtue of just – what he had done, done, or was it that yeah, coaching LeBron helped him? Um, y'all was sitting, sitting on Mike Brown, huh? He had a coach before exposure, yeah, y'all. Yeah, so I was going to say this. Oh, no, no, I haven't even gotten that far yet. I haven't even gotten that far yet. I mean, like, actually, I started with Spolstra just because he was this recency in my mind. But realistically, though, we talked about, like, okay, look who, you know, oh, he went to the finals all these times, and he lost. Like, as if that's some sort of like knock against LeBron James, like that he went to the finals 10 or 11 times and he's lost. And I'm like, yeah, but when you look at some of these instances where, okay, great. He went to Miami and everybody wants to use that as a knock against him, or he's got Anthony Davis and everybody wants to use that as a knock against him, but he went to the finals some six or seven other times with like teams that you were like, Oh my God, like how that 2007 team. Against the Spurs, like I think how, the 07 bro? team is an outlier just because LeBron was great that year, but that was also kind of a weird year, I think, just overall for the for the Cavs. Like I think that yeah. was LeBron's like his his Jordan type year. Right. Like Jordan against the Pistons early on. Like mm-hmm. that was where he was literally it and he was gonna do as much as he could. And then yeah. when he ran into a team, that was it. Well, I just kind of feel like the things that are being used that, against except him. Except for that LeBron actually beat his version of the Pistons, unlike Michael Jordan. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, you're right. But, it just sounds. I wouldn't I'm say just saying a lot. Of, it just feels to me like a lot of the things that are thrown on him as like negatives are not negative. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hold against the guy that he went to the finals ten or eleven times and he only won four. Like I can't, I can't put that because oh well, Mike went six times and and he won six times. Okay, that's great, man. Like nobody's taking that away from Mike, but we're not looking. First of all, I'm, I get a little bit annoyed because I know we have to have this conversation, the LeBron versus Mike thing. But I've always compared LeBron to Magic. I understand that Magic is not considered the greatest of all time. Mike is, so to speak, and I'm fine with that. But like I've always compared him to Magic, and that's why these comparisons for me are so difficult for me to articulate why I feel like LeBron is the better player because I never felt like as weird as it was, I never felt like there was a point where magic and obviously they went against each other in the finals magic and and Mike did. And we kind of saw magic a little bit on the decline at that point. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I see that. And I'm like, I compare those, I I compare, I compare magic and LeBron more than I do with Mike. But if we're just looking at it from a standpoint of player versus player, I feel like LeBron is just the better all around player. He does everything. He guards, you know, you're talking about a guy that literally can guard five positions if he has to. And I don't, I don't look at Mike and see that. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, if you told me, Hey Mike, I'm gonna need you to go in there and I'm gonna need you to go guard 
XYZ center. Like, I can't see that. Mike, you know, Mike's got tricks to his game, but I don't see Mike going in there and guarding somebody seven foot at that point, at that point in time, seven foot, 250 pound center. Like, I don't see Mike doing that. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to step too much. But, but, on, I want Derek to answer, but I, I do want to step on at least for the guarding all five positions thing. Like the the five has changed. Mm-hmm. So oh sure, like yeah, from a rhetor- from a rhetoric standpoint, yeah, LeBron can guard all five positions, but LeBron can't guard a Shaq, uh, uh, a Kareem. Like he can't do that. Well, so yeah. that to me is well, a little different. In that to, to even add to that though, I mean, it's nice to say that oh, I, this guy can guard one through five, but at the end of the day, it's like does guarding one through five does that help them win games? Like, I know he can do it, but does that get him, like, wins and championships, though? And that's why I think you don't get as much credit for it because it's like you can go out one through five, but you still lost in the final. So what does you guard and center have to do with anything about your actual your legacy? Like, it's good, right. like, a stat for that as a player. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this next-level conversation about the greatest of all times, there's only, like, a handful of players in that conversation. Right. I think that's why it kind of gets bogged down into, you know, what is your record in the finals or whatever like that. Because if you look at the NBA, only like a handful of players that really won a championship over like the last few decades anyways. It's not like a lot of people get a, a, a lot of shots that get into the finals. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why that's how you have to really compare it to because I like, say comparing against LeBron against like Tracy McGrady or whatever, he didn't even get close to getting to the finals. So you can't really have that conversation at all. Excuse me, sir. Um, he was in, in terms the of finals be- and lost to LeBron. <laughs> on the bench. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, did, did he get himself there? Yeah, okay. no, I'll give you that. So, yeah. So, yeah, he has his one. <laughs> but then comparing sure. them as players, though, you know, Tracy McGrady, he is a great athlete as well. Um, as Der- as If you're going to believe Derek, he can, he's a really good defender, too. So, maybe he could guard one through four <laughs> well, or something. Did you, did you hey, bring a hey, first off, first off, wait, So, when you compare off. that, it's like you have that conversation – but then when you get more to the finals, though, then that kind of falls apart. So that's why you can't – you have to change the narrative of the conversation for these certain players to kind of get an actual conversation that makes sense. Because other players just can't compare because most people aren't going to be in that position to actually have enough trips to the finals uh, to, to have that conversation go. <laughs> First off, before – I know y'all want to have this entire – I know. I know y'all want to have this entire conversation before I can even fucking speak. <laughs> but – I'm gonna get some really, lists in here. I really thought he brought up T Mac just to Se- do that. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, yeah, I did. I did. You ain't gonna relitigate my T Mac point, which was correct for the record. Notice I didn't have a come to Jesus moment about T Mac. I had to come to one Jesus moment about Charles Barkley. I ain't never one said nothing five, about no T Mac. You got, you got one through five D. No, he ain't got one through five though. I didn't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. By the way, Nick I, Mullins has had two. Um, Turnovers what, what, in this what? fourth quarter. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, why are what we I doing said this? was right. <laughs> why are we doing Nick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, what are the Black Cowboys doing, man? My, my draft pick. I, I, I let y'all. I let y'all simmer a little bit because I am in reality. I t- I chose MJ and I, I stick by that. But I am in reality a lot more on the fence than I think maybe you guys are. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty a, on the fence. I'm not gonna lie to you. I see it. Yeah, a lot me too. Different. Like, be clear. This is not just an, a wholesale. It. Mike is trash, and LeBron is the greatest ever type. I mean, it's it's you know, I think All about right. it. All right, you guys had to get your caveats in. I want to be like Mike. <laughs> well, except for Daniel. Daniel's strongly in the Mike camp. Anyway, no caveats <laughs> from Daniel. Daniel has a point. He sticks by it. Um, I, I, you know what? We can't make our judgment so until we see Space Jam too. So the interesting thing about this to me is I think uh, LeBron and uh, LeBron Austin don't don't read into that at all. Austin Austin touched on this a little bit already is that um, interestingly enough, the Jerry Rice versus Randy Moss debate kind of brought this debate into into a little bit of a different focus for me and what could happen in the future. I think LeBron is on the cusp of, 
of playing in the NBA at the level he's playing for so long that you have no choice but to kind of say, all right, this resume is stronger than Mike's. Because one of the things that always frustrates me about the Michael Jordan argument, even though I'm on that camp for the most part, is that he tends to get credit for things he didn't do. He didn't play basketball in 1994. He didn't make the finals in 1995. He didn't play basketball in 1999 uh, and uh, 2000. And yet those are kind of tacked on to his arguments as if those are kind of, well, if he had been into the league, you know, eight straight or ten straight. And that becomes kind of a narrative thing. Now, I'm not saying the best people who argue the Michael Jordan point say that, but a lot of people who argue the Michael Jordan point say that to where it becomes part of the argument. The reason Michael Jordan is the best player, in my opinion, of all time is because at his peak, he does so many things, and his resume is so indisputable from the standpoint of, yes, you do have the six rings, six finals MVPs, but you also have a defensive player of the year award at the guard Mm. position. Very hard to do. Very hard to win a defensive player of the year uh, award at the guard position. Uh, One of the best, uh, one of the most intimidating, along with Scottie Pippen, uh, paint presences from the perimeter of of, of all time. Um, The scoring, it goes up in the playoffs. Not just stays the same, it goes up in the playoffs. It goes up in the finals uh, by a significant degree. Uh, Some of the things that Michael Jordan has done resume-wise are indisputable. Now, some of the knocks that I see on Jordan's resume is um, I do think that the league was watered down at the time. It was expanding rapidly. Um, I don't think they had the depth of talent to expand as rapidly as it did. So I do think Michael Jordan's compared to LeBron's especially is, is a more watered down league. I don't think LeBron, excuse me, I don't think Michael went up against a even a 14 Spurs caliber team. Uh, 13, I don't think that's on MJ's resume. And here's how I crystallize that point. Um, and I know this is someone knocking my own my own point, which is that MJ's better, is that Point to me the team that Michael Jordan beat that won a championship when Michael Jordan was gone. And you won't find them. You, the Jazz didn't win a title when Jordan was gone from the league. The, yeah. uh, the, the Knicks didn't win a title when Jordan was gone from the league. Uh, the Sonics, the, the, even the Magic, who he, he lost to in 95, none of those teams. The, 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 the teams that won were the Spurs, the Rockets. <laughs> those are the teams that won. Michael Jordan didn't face those guys. And that's not, you know, when you're comparing resumes, you're doing it on the tenth, you're doing it on the nth degree. And so sometimes the things that you didn't have to do do have to come up in these arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think that's a, a notch on LeBron's belt is that the quality of super team that he has had to base face um, has been lessened. And that then also goes into the roster building point that Daniel brought up earlier is that you could win with just a Scotty in 19 in the 90s. You can't win with just Scotty now. That's just not how the rosters are constructed these days. Uh, LeBron kind of did it on the cusp of what you could do every once in a while with Anthony Davis. But if he continues to try to run out with Anthony Davis, I don't think he's going to continue to win championships with how the league is constructed. You know, you got caught with the Warriors on a down year. Um, you know, we have, you know, some teams are, are, are trying to get that super team thing going again. So we'll see. Maybe Bill Brown will prove me wrong at that point, which actually would probably strengthen his argument a little bit, but we'll see. So I think those are the kind of where we need to kind of take this argument is comparing LeBron's and MJ's rosters, as Daniel said earlier, and then comparing the league around them and then comparing their legacies. Because, you know, LeBron is rapidly kind of approaching where he can at least be in the conversation with MJ's legacy, uh, despite having that big choke. And that's another thing that, kind of separates Michael Jordan out for Le- than LeBron. Michael Jordan doesn't have a choke like LeBron does against the Dallas Mavericks, and that's a big deal. Um, you know, I, I don't hold that completely against him, 
but I do hold it against him in an argument where you're arguing degrees. Um, and so for me, I still think it's Michael for uh, some a lot of the reasons I, I, I listed out earlier and some of the knocks against LeBron. But I do think it's a lot closer than people would like it to be because it doesn't come down to just 6-0 and in the finals for me or anything of that nature. LeBron's like, what, 2-7 and or whatever. You know, getting to the finals matters, although, again, LeBron was doing it in a more watered-down East. Jordan's East is probably a little better than, than LeBron's East in terms of the overall talent in their specific conferences. But when we look at the league overall, I think Jordan actually played in a more watered-down era. So it, 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 we're doing this on degrees, right? And I, I think more of the degrees line up against uh, Michael Jordan, but I think we do have to acknowledge uh, some of the things that LeBron has over Jordan in this argument. Uh, I, I feel like you, you're going to throw it back to Daniel here, but I just wanted to address a couple things on that. One, um, I, I, I think that ties into what I was saying with the inconsistency of LeBron. Um, not like that he has horrible, horrible whatevers, but the fact that he has lost some of those finals, that he has those choke jobs, there are lows that Michael doesn't have. And I think if – I don't like this argument, and I'll get to why, but if you just look at final success, the points per game, <clears throat> the absolute, like, this is – I'm winning the finals, it's indisputable. Like, Michael Jordan, six for six, he was unstoppable. Right. Like, there's, sure. there's no question about it. So that would be a counter to what I was originally saying about LeBron's peak being higher. But again, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say that, that, that Michael Jordan would do that against LeBron, quote unquote. I mean, that's, you know, it's hypothetical here. It's Ali versus Tyson, but whatever. Like that, that, that in my mind just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't think that he's getting 36 a night when he's playing against somebody like LeBron. Who knows though? Maybe he does. But the reason I don't like the six for six argument as much is because you know, like like you mentioned Charles Barkley earlier and, and so many other players. Finals are, are, are obviously the goal, and that, that matters. Like, I can't say it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. Success in the finals is, is, is the ultimate. Getting to the finals is important. But that doesn't mean you're by far the better player. There's a lot of other circumstances involved. So I don't like the MJ argument devolving into six for six, yeah. even though he did. I don't like it devolving into that because I don't think that even speaks to Michael's greatness. I just think that more speaks to the fact that he, he absolutely performed when he needed to. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that's just where I was going with that part of it right there. I will say this, though. It's impossible to cross eras, obviously. But I do think that basketball is kind of unique in that the athletes kind of can transcend their era. Mm. Like, you can imagine Wilt playing now quote unquote. Like you can imagine players crossing over eras to an extent. Koozie. You see Koozie doing yeah, it. I, I mean I can see Pistol Pete. I can see Pistol Pete. I can especially see Pistol Pete. So what I'm saying is like it's a little bit easier to picture them in other eras. Mm -hmm. And I don't think if you drop Michael Jordan in this era, he would have the same success that LeBron would have in his era. But I mean we don't that's impossible to really know. But yeah. LeBron LeBron's athleticism transcends what he does on the court necessarily like he would be a freak in all areas of basketball in any sport and i, I don't know that's just, that's just something that like that that weighs into my athleticism argument but whatever but yeah i agree though overall that michael jordan it, it's hard it's hard to really tie down what what made him win those finals but he's the common factor so you can't take that away from him i don't want to say that it doesn't matter but i don't think it matters as much as people say well, I think it's kind of when this discussion comes up, I think people have different stuff that they look at when they have their determinant factor of, you know, who's the greatest player. 
Um, to you, does player kind of mean, you know, in terms of ability, overall ability? Um, does it mean physical stature? Does it mean win percentage? You know, does it mean mentality or that stuff that you can't really quantify, you know? Um, so I think because we haven't really decided on what we're actually judging them on, so we kind of pick and choose. That's why it's kind of hard to really have this argument and kind of just, you know, for someone to actually win the argument. Um, so for me, I always think of it as, you know, I'm more on the side of it has to be at this level of it when it comes to the greatest player of all time. It has to go down to kind of what is your your record and what do you do when you're supposed to, you know, in the finals to win championships. Just because there have been a ton of great players in terms of ability that have come to the league but never won anything. Like we already mentioned, you know, Trace McGrady or whatever. But we have people like, you know, like Derek Coleman. We have like Lamar Odom. Like these players that they don't really sound like, you know, superstars or whatever. But if you actually watch what they have in their game set, like Lamar Odom, he's 6'10". He can dribble. He can shoot. He can rebound. He can pass. He can pretty much do everything that you want to do as a as a big man right now. And that's why he was actually, you know, so so valued back in his day. But, you know, kind of got derailed. But in terms of ability, he's probably going to be at the top there for a lot of people in terms of being one of those unicorn type players to be able to do a lot of stuff. But he's never going to get – yeah, Chris Boss too. But they're never going to get close to this actual discussion of greatest players of all time. Um, and then you also go back to in terms of what they do in the regular season for scoring and stuff. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, he's going to be first by the Hall of Fame whenever he's done, when it's all said and done. He never got even close to getting, you know, to a championship. And he will never be, I think, in that conversation for greatest player of all time just because of his lack of, you know, winning uh, when he was like the man on his teams. Because a lot of times when he was the main person, they got bounced pretty early, um, consistently, year after year after year. So that's why I think for me, it has to really weigh more towards when you kind of got to the highest level, what did you do in those biggest moments? And that's why I have to give, you know, more of a knock to LeBron for that. Just because, yes, he has amazing ability and he has won um, quite a bit too, kind of wherever he's gone. But in terms of, you know, when you need him the most, does he kind of just push you over the edge to get there? Um, the, the only other thing, though, that I guess you would have to get credit to LeBron for, though, is that when he went up against the Warriors, that Warriors team for those few years, they're the greatest teams, I think, in basketball history. So that kind of has to be a positive for him that he even was, you know, even close to beating them and ended up beating them at, at some point, too. So that's why it gets kind of a little difficult when it comes to this conversation, because, if you kind of break it down to only what your record is, it's like, okay, well, here are the numbers, you know, six and six versus LeBron. But then you also, like Derek was saying, have to go into, okay, what kind of teams were those? You know, where, where do those teams rank in the history of teams in the in the, in the the NBA? Uh, but I don't think many people kind of go through that full breakdown, which is why, you know, people just say, oh, six and six, that's the number. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we all know, stat, stats can say whatever you want them to say, and people kind of pick and choose um, for their argument. Well let's, well, let's kind of quickly go through some of those things because I think Daniel makes a good point. Everyone's criteria is a little different, and that and that's fine. We, that was something you want to kind of let ride because you want to get the full scope of the argument. Put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. But I was just yeah, go ahead. I was just okay, but uh, let, you know, I have I've been listening to y'all speak about it, and so I have four you know, criteria type things that we can kind of go over pretty quickly. Um, and each of you can maybe kind of make the case for what you, who you think, you know, kind of comes out better on the side. Uh, you know, one of the first things that came up was that LeBron's had more talent on his team than Michael Jordan is. Uh, so do you guys think, um, you know, each of you kind of get a little bit of time on that uh, relative. To, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of tweak it a little bit relative to the era who do you think has the most talent overall throughout their career? Um, who do you think has had the better roster built for them uh, throughout their career? Who has had more help in a sense 
relative to error, because I think that does matter in, in that the era it, the roster is built in, uh, because you're not going to build a, a roster for an era you didn't play in. So I'll, I'll jump in and keep it quick. Uh, the weird thing about LeBron, and, and I was going to touch on this later, he has multiple eras. Like, there's multiple LeBrons, and I think that's a point to LeBron. But for, for your question, early LeBron, no help until he went to Miami. I, I don't think there's really any question about that. Like, the, those Cavaliers teams – we're nowhere near as good as any Bulls team ever. Like, it's just what it is. Miami, though, by far the best team out of the two. Like, there, there's no question about it. Those Miami championships are because of the help he had. He's obviously a factor in it, but those teams were great. And then current LeBron, I'd say it's kind of a wash. Like, he's got tremendous help right now, but overall, I don't think it's better or worse than Michael Jordan had. Michael Jordan, his teams are not as good as history, you know, as, as championships make them look. Pippen, of course was there and then they had Rodman and they've had a cast of, of great players but I'd even say Michael's older teams were better than his is his his three-peat teams I mean for what it's worth I would say that he's always had the, the Bulls teams are inflated I'll leave it at that like I, I think Michael Jordan his impact was greater than LeBron's on the current teams um yeah I mean that it's interesting because Derek when you phrase it which players had better teams built for them. And that's the part where I'm like, oh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I feel like LeBron, even though he gets knocked for this, he kind of does what he can to put himself in a position to win. I mean, let's be realistic. He didn't, I, I don't, I, I feel like I don't think he had to go to Miami to get those championships. I feel like it's a good chance that he could, I mean, you know, it may have taken a little bit longer, but I think there's a couple of rings that are out there that had he stayed in, in um, uh, Cleveland and let it happen. I think there's a good chance. Now, obviously that's all hindsight. We don't know that for a fact, but as far as like, which of them has had better teams, we already talked about the Miami team. I, I don't, I just don't think that's debatable. I don't think there's, if you put a Michael Jordan in his peak, on that Miami team. Like, I don't even know. I know we're not supposed to do the whole errors, you know, like, oh, if Mike played it this time. But, I mean, realistically, I can't – like, it's funny because then you got to take that team and put that team back in the 90s and whatnot, and it's like that team would have looked like a bunch of – that would they would have looked like the Monstars if they played back at that point. So I think both players had probably a tremendous amount of input and who was on their given teams. Unfortunately, I'll have to say, even though my point is, is that LeBron is, is the guy, I have to say that it's a check against LeBron because he basically went to a team that had, you know, uh, a Dwayne Wade. And because he had a Dwayne Wade and then he was able to get Bosch to come along, because I think there's this idea that there was already a Bosch in there at Wade and they were there and, hey, come on, LeBron. But realistically, Bosch wasn't there either. Like they put that together. Um, so, I mean, if, if it comes down to that, I mean, you do what you got to do to win a championship. Everybody talks about Mike being relentless in his career and really being hard on his co on, on his teammates with how relentless he was. So now are we going to jump into the weeds and say, okay, so Mike was relentless, even though he played, he, he was there with the bulls, but he made sure that he had his finger on every little thing that happened and personnel and stuff like that, even though it was a, the league wasn't quite what it is now, are we going to get mad at LeBron? Because LeBron was like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to pull these and say, which is a better method of, putting yourself in a position to win championships, if that's the case, okay. But, I mean, 
I, I have to say that's probably a check against LeBron because LeBron did go and orchestrate a situation away from where he was drafted in order to put himself in a position to get a couple of rings. So that's actually a check against uh, uh, LeBron. To be let me let me say super quick. I can see where this is going to go. And me and Terrell are going to end up picking LeBron or Michael on no, like all three no, or four. Well, we don't know the other categories. <laughs> but I'm saying this: we're going to end up picking Mike on like three of these categories, and it's going to look really silly when it's like, well, well we picked Michael across the board, but not. <laughs> well, you, yeah, know, you, yeah. you, you 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 might, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, did you want to go, D? Or you want you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go. So I feel like this is actually a lot closer than we're getting the credit for. I think what it is is that since we've seen, of course, LeBron more recent, we kind of know the players he's played with and kind of what they meant to the league. Whereas for Michael Jordan, a lot of times you kind of forget because that's been, you know, decades ago. So you don't really know how big those other players were. Mm -hmm. um, but to go do it real quickly, um, you know, starting off, like we said, for LeBron, he pretty much had no help with him in his first in Cleveland. Um, going to Miami, though, he had a ton of help. But if you remember when he actually, um, so like I said, turning up after Miami, he had more help when he went to Cleveland for the second stint because then he had Kyrie and then they brought in Kevin Love. But then we went to Lakers the first time around or for his first year or so. That was a really terrible team he was on too. So it wasn't like he had, you know, just help all the way. It's kind of consistent going up. It actually then he dropped got down hurt. dramatically. Yeah, and then he got hurt. They missed the playoffs and everything. And then now just recently they finally made all the trades and everything and they got good again too. Um, but given that, though, I do want to give the slight edge to LeBron in terms of ha having talent. But then again, um, you know, those Bulls teams stayed together for so long and they've had so many good players. Uh, it might have been where it might have dampened kind of their exposure through the league because they've been with the same team for forever. Mm. Whereas a lot of these other players were trade were on their own team. So they were stars in their own right and then joined LeBron. So they kind of brought that star power with them. Whereas it might have been for Chicago where they kind of they were actually stars talent-wise, but they didn't have their own team to kind of, to kind of you know, make their own. But at that point, they kind of were suppressed by, you know, Michael Jordan's greatness and kind of, uh, you know, just kind of his essence to where it kind of made them seem a little bit less than what they really were. So for right now, I'm going to say LeBron had the edge on that, but I think it's probably going to be practically pretty close if we actually do go through the players that they had um, because the Bulls teams were pretty good in terms of kind of giving talent for Michael because they, they know he kind of need, still need that help to kind of get through and and to kind of keep that streak going too. Well, it was the right when, talent. It was the right never, talent. It never he got his ass whooped before they got some help. I mean, it, it, he tried, but he got his ass whooped for a it, few it, years. It, it never fails. If I let Daniel speak long enough, he's going to say exactly what I might say. Um, <laughs> the reason that I phrased it relative to error is because, I, yeah, I do think it was important, but I also think watching the Last Dance documentary kind of reminded me that, hey, people act like these teams are just michael jordan carrying a bunch of stiffs and that's oh, really yeah. never the case um <clears throat> i also give the slight edge to lebron though i agree with daniel i think it is it is fairly close but i think it's i think time has made it seem like michael has a huge advantage in this regard yeah. um because a i said this earlier i think the league you could roll up with just two superstars and, and win a title in terms of some of the teams that michael faced only had one hall of famer and he's rolling up there with scotty um, and Scotty, it, some of this also depends on what you think about Scotty. I think Scotty's at least bare minimum the third best player in the NBA when he's sure. in his prime. Yeah. And so if you have one and three in that era, you should be getting the job done more often than not. Now, that's not to say that you will. And that doesn't take away from Michael actually accomplishing it. But if you have that, you, you should be you should be doing you should be doing the damn thing on, on the regular. Uh, another another thing on this is that uh, I think LeBron. Uh, Daniel hit this point already, so I won't spend too much time on it. I think because of the era, you got to see 
uh, Dwayne Wade on his own. You got to see a Chris Bosh on his own. You got yeah. to see a Kevin Love on his own, a Kyrie Irving on his own. And while Dwayne Wade, to me, uh, can get up to the Scottie Pippen level, if not even maybe a little higher than Scottie Pippen level, none of those other dudes, I mean, Kyrie maybe, but it's the book's still kind of out on Kyrie. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard with him. None of those other dudes really reach that level to where I can say, oh, LeBron certainly had more help. Because right. I, I think Chris Bosh and Kevin Love are certainly comparable to Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman. Um, I, I think Kyrie Irving is a little less than a Scottie Pippen. So when you start breaking it down by that, and then you realize, oh, and he also has Tony Kukoc, who actually is really good, doesn't get a lot of credit for all right. the things he can do, his versatility. He also has a Ron Harper, who even who is like on his own team, was actually really good, got to the Bulls, yeah. really didn't sniff consistent minutes. Uh, we know how valuable Steve Kerr is in hit relative to his era. These are very, very deep Bulls teams, and then you have the two best players in the league, arguably, uh, to go alongside that. LeBron's only really had that once in terms of the, yeah. these are the two unequivocal best players, and I Ironically, he lost that year in 2011. Yeah. Maybe in 2012, you could still make the argument. By 2013, that was done. Dwayne Wade was no longer really probably even in the top five anymore in terms of right. his, his, his play consistently. Um, and then to, to just put the, uh, the kind of the exclamation point on this argument, as great as Michael is, he has nothing on his resume that compares to LeBron taking that bag of bones to the 2007 NBA Finals. Yeah, and I don't really care who you're playing, uh, but you know you also have a pretty game. Although past their prime, you shit off Big Z. No, past their prime, <laughs> I will always do that. But, <laughs> Man, bro. but Derek, but your but your Black Gauskas, Derek. That is a nickname <laughs> that is big with me. And, it, and honestly, I've always had beef with that nickname. That nickname is so insulting to me. Black Gauskas. I, I think relative to who I'm, what I'm doing on the court, yeah, I'm much joking. I know we're joking, but you are shitting on Big Z for some reason. Like he was a decent player. He played we the pivot. We have a title for the episode, Derek. It is Black Gauskas. Black Gauskas. <laughs> also, he played the this. pivot, homie. The only reason that people think that Big Z is good at center is because the East didn't have any centers for like a decade. Mm. That's that's not true, Derek. I, that's not I, true. Hey, What's we, wrong? We're with not going to bomb down in the Big <laughs> you Z. You really podcast, shit on Big Z. <laughs> but I really don't, no, I don't think that Big Z is a very good. Is, 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 okay, let right. me let me well, let me as tone it aside. Down. No, no, as an aside, because I'll get up I think that Big Z is a is a fine basketball player, but people seem to think of him as like. Because he made an all star. Oh, no, I didn't say all star. Hold on. I didn't say an all star. Well, no, but like if you see the list, like, like, oh, look look at LeBron James playing with all stars and his big Z's on the list. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, But I will, as a quick aside, I I do roundly disagree. Bosh, yes, but I roundly disagree with Wade being Pippen level, although, you know, Wade's great, but I do disagree with that. And I definitely disagree that Kevin Love is equivalent to Horace Grant. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that's a little bit of a shame. You're getting a little nitpicky with me a little bit? Yeah, I would I say equivalent. I, 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 said I don't think Horace you were Grant, saying equivalent. I said yeah. Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman, first off. I'm just talking about their third banana. And right. I do right. think that Kevin Love is a little bit overrated and, in terms of and, – and, and the way he appeared when he was in Minnesota, they, people thought he was, like, a legit star right. on his own when he was in Minnesota, too. So he kind of changed when he went to Cleveland. Yeah, but when he was in Minnesota, like people thought he was legit. Though having like twenty and ten and everything. Oh yeah, no, I twenty and fifteen. Again, again, I honestly all don't star think there's player, any insult player. in being compared think. to Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman. Dennis no, Rodman yeah, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Horace I'm, I'm Grant just I'm on looking. the cusp of if he had had better more years at the at his peak, he could also have been gotten into the edge of Hall of Fame range. Horace Grant at his oh, peak is really that. really good at basketball. People don't yeah. remember that he took down Michael Jordan's. He helped 
take down Michael Jordan's team um, in 95 because he was so good against a team that didn't have enough people to guard Shaq and, and Horace Grant. So and anyway, that's all. I was I just more love to Horace Grant, honestly, than shade to Kevin Love. But anyway. True, true. Uh, I was going to tie into it real quick. Uh, when, when you mentioned Kukoc and, and Kerr, I mean, obviously you got to mention them. Um, that's something that, that isn't really talked about in this necessarily, but it's, it's kind of splitting hairs. LeBron never really has ball handlers like Michael Jordan had the, the, the ability to play with. That doesn't mean everything, but I do think it means something in terms of Michael Jordan's offensive production that he wasn't yeah. tasked with running the offense all Being able to play off the ball but, like his entire career. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to just shit on him for that, but I mean, that's right. something that's a little different when you think of just raw offensive production. All right. Well, we're going to move on because we have a couple of other things that I wanted to get to and we're kind of we're, we're pressing up against the edge of time, though we have forever because this is, this is our podcast. We can do whatever we'd like. But uh, uh, so te- ironically, me and Daniel gave the answer to LeBron there and y'all gave the answer to him, Jay. Uh, <laughs> what do y'all think about league strength? As an overall league, who, who had the more tough competition? I think it's easy, LeBron. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I agree that there are some things that, that like, like I mentioned earlier, I, I think that Pistons team is better than than y'all were giving credit to. I mean, obviously, nobody's saying their shit, but you know, I, I do think that Pistons team was great. I think that's probably one of the best teams he played early. But past that, I mean, with the exception of that Utah team, I, I don't know if I By would the say way, Austin, you cut me off when I was trying to give the Pistons credit. By the way, you're the one who did the Big Z thing when I was trying to give the Pistons credit. Oh, I, well, I didn't even know. Point. I didn't know anyway. where you're going with it because you're shitting on Big Z. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hitman. All right. <laughs> oh God. All right. Finish yeah. your point, dog. No, that was that was my point. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't think it's a question. I think the the league now is much more parody, and it's it's just more difficult overall. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree there too because, um, I mean, I'm I'm looking at, and it's interesting because, I, I obviously I I was I've been watching basketball since you know the mid '80s, obviously, and then it's like. I think about like the level of talent. There are so many players right now in the league, some of which really don't get a lot of shine that are probably could excel in the NBA 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And that's not a knock on the NBA at that time frame. It's just that the style of play was different. Remember, remember when the big thing about the Pistons, yeah, they had Zeke, you know, and, 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 you know, he was, he was, yeah, they had him and don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there are icons, you know, that era is just full of iconic players, but when you consider the style of play, it was a big thing to beat up people. Oh no! If so and so is coming down a lane, you got to take him out. So and so is coming down a lane, you got to put him on his ass. You got to make sure he understands that he's not going to just be running down the lane. Like that was the big thing with the Jordan rules with with uh, the Pistons and everything like that. It was all about we had to beat Mike up, and Mike had to get to the gym and beef up because he kept getting his he kept getting his ass handed to him by those uh, Pistons teams. That was kind of the, the the idea of basketball. That's why the Knicks always were sort of a, a thorn in the side of Michael Jordan. And you looked at some, and then as we saw Mike progress through his career when he had gotten over the hump, you started to see the transition into kind of like the style of play that we're starting to that we see now and we've been seeing since probably going back around. And it's and it's interesting 
the transition because I felt like when you look at the style of play now and how it's a lot more up-tempo, obviously they've changed some rules here and there with hand-checking and stuff like that. They've changed rules, but it's really interesting because you see this free-flowing style of play where there's a lot more shooting, there's a lot more scoring and things of that nature. And the one team that kind of transcended, at least they're trying to, and they're not doing that great a job of it right now, uh, is like you look at the Spurs, how they kind of were in that old mold of just playing hardcore defense, holding teams below 90 some odd points per game and coming out. And that was what Mike sort of cut his teeth in. And then that Phoenix team, right? You know, you get outside of like that Phoenix team around the 2003 timeframe uh, where they were just running it up and scoring and, and, and you see a transition that was right around the time that Mike ended his career. And it was like, this is where we're at now. And that's a big deal to me because that's what I feel like, is more important in the level of all the players. We just, you had a handful of guys. And we've also talked about this in the past. We talked about how the NBA markets, you know, was marketing teams and now they're marketing players. Some of that is, is tied into all this. But realistically though, the style of play is just totally different now. And you can't just beat guys up anymore because they're not going to let you do that. And I kind of find myself being curious about where Mike would be and how Mike would look in today's NBA with his, you know, with who he was, like, I don't think there's a question he would dominate, but at the same time, it's like LeBron sort of, he was right at the cusp of that, that slow it down, grind it down. And then all of a sudden we're up tempo and guess what? He's still doing it. (laughs) He's still doing it. Like he didn't, the, the league didn't change for him. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't know. I just feel like that's a big part of this. And as much as I kind of deviated from the initial question, it is. It's a part of it. I mean, it's, you know, it's not always about individual players. Sometimes it's the style of play that factors into it, too. Terrell answering questions I have not asked yet. Um, <laughs> D, what do you I, think? <laughs> like, that's the first time. Uh, I mean, y'all were very quick to give Le- Le- LeBron a nod on that, though. I actually don't think it, it's because we're right that here. cut and dry. All right, well, let's, let's see. Let's, let's talk about it then. Oh, okay. All right. So, Good check tape. We've been naming we've been naming the different teams that were you know talented and quality teams that LeBron you know that were in the league at the same time as LeBron you know we say like Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, Spurs. One thing they all have in common though is that they were, they were all in the West, right? So if you remember what's been going on since LeBron has been in the league for a while, since he got to Cleveland, they pretty much were running the East for years, and for years we were kind of just begging for somebody in the East to actually be, be like a decent team to actually challenge him. Right. We really didn't have that for quite a few years going forward. Um, again, we had the Pistons for a little bit, but they were on the downswing and they're kind of going to the end of their run. And when LeBron ascended, that was about all, all she wrote. That's why when hey, they whoa, formed don't that forget about the Celtics, super, though. Don't forget about the Celtics. That was why when they formed that super team with with Miami. Yeah, yeah I'm going dis- to disregard that because even the Celtics. <laughs> no, I'm just even with that. Well, no, you gave the you Pistons about, a passing nod. You got to give the Celtics a passing nod. Like they weren't the team, but they but, were at least a team that was in the East. They won a title while LeBron was there. Are in the a lot. East. They're, they're, there are a lot of uh, teams, but I'm just saying, though, the overall, since LeBron had been in the East for, for so long, he pretty much had been running it for most years when he was over there. That's why when they formed that super team out with Miami, people were like, oh, well, this is going to be pretty much over for like the next whatever because no other team can really challenge them with that type of talent because all those teams that had the ability to maybe compete with them were all in the West. So I think in that sense, maybe the league as a whole might have had uh, maybe more talent or, or more difficulty. But since they were all in the West, though, LeBron didn't even have to worry about them until he got to the finals. So in that sense, it kind of cuts, like, cuts, ha- kind of halves it in terms of how difficult it was right. for him. Because in the East, I don't think it was as difficult as Michael Jordan might have had in his trip to get to the finals, even though 
in the same sense, he probably still had better teams in the West he had to face at the very end of it. I think his path to get there may have been a bit more difficult than LeBron because for a while they kind of were just like walking to the finals repeatedly or at least to the playoffs. And in that sense, I think that's why, even though I still would give the nod to LeBron because overall the league was better um, at the time for right now with LeBron being in the league, especially, especially right now with so yeah. many so much parity. Um, but early on for him and kind of compared to his trips early on with the, with Cleveland and Miami, I think that's a bit of a knock. And it brings a little bit closer in that conversation just because he didn't have as many great teams to go against consistently, you know, year in and year out to go get the playoffs to get to the finals. I, I may or may not refute that in more depth, but I do want to mention you're exactly right that the East had extremely a stigma of being bad, but their record was always great on Cleveland. So he was winning games against the West, not in the playoffs, obviously, but he was winning games against the West. It wasn't like he was getting to the playoffs in a 50-win team and then just getting smashed. But, you know, that would be my caveat to that. Yeah, y'all basically kind of forced me to go quick on this, which is just that I, I, I do give the, the, the nod to LeBron, although, as I mentioned earlier, I think LeBron's East is a lot weaker than Jordan's East, although I give a little more credence to the Celtics, even at, at being at the end of their run. I think they were, you know, that's three Hall of Famers there. Um, I think that's somewhat comparable to what Jordan was doing with Patrick Ewing's Knicks a little bit, uh, you know, just a tiny bit. Mm. Uh, but you know, then you also have the you also have the Pacers were game and Jordan's. How, how can I can I finish off? <laughs> 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 and then you also have the Pacers were game in, in Michael Jordan's East. Uh, even those Hornets teams were game. Those Heat mm -hmm. teams were pretty game in Jordan's East. So it's yeah. it's a lot more it's a lot more of a, a top to bottom. Jordan had to do a little more round around. Uh, but I do think the peak of the East might be somewhat comparable, but even that's debatable or even borderline on maybe I lose that argument. I, I, I think that the uh, crux of this is that the West um, was just a lot better in LeBron's era, which does matter because he does at least have to see them eventually um, than yeah. Jordan's West. Um, but I think they have a pretty big knock nod in that in that regard. And so I go LeBron, although I, I, I go a little more slightly probably than, than, than you two and probably a little less, debate on it for me than than daniel is so i'm kind of probably in the middle of you guys um and we're moving on unless well, have something as to a say. super specific to the to the the parody of the east i think y'all are sleeping a little bit on the chicago team with d rose at the helm well they were like a the, year it was like, there, a year. It was like two years it was about two years where they were at top of the east but he got hurt the other year i think that was basically a year but i mean they, they were like okay but anyways like that one i mean he's chicago, not even going to give you the Celtics, so he's definitely not going to give you the bulls anyways, oh whatever <laughs> D Rose was there as well as some other, you know, Boston, which we already talked about. We talked about Boston and all that already. You want to talk about the Pacers years, too, huh? You want to no, talk about no, no, the Pacers? No, that's what I was going to say. The only years that I would say are like a wash, and I agree with this, is when Miami first formed the ultimate part of the super team and they started dominating everything. But I don't think it's even matters at that point because I really think that Miami team would rule any era. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of a wash. I think. I think the parity, especially for these last ten years has been so much higher than, than people give it credit for in the East. Even though LeBron has been to nine finals in 10 years, I do think the parity has been there to make that an achievement. All right, so I'm going to merge these last two because they're kind of the same thing anyway, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys think in terms of the resume, in terms of longevity and overall resume? Who are you giving the nod, the nod to? And I'll start on this one just to get it out of the way. Um, I actually still give longevity to Mike because I think people tend to forget the beginning of his career uh lebron took a little bit of a time to get going michael jordan didn't take any time to get going michael jordan was michael jordan immediately he was winning scoring titles pretty much right off the bat well one of them went to college le le okay thanks oh? le leading le leading oh, a team leading Go a ahead. team uh, immediately um against a, a celtics team that was very much superior to his team 
Um, obviously, he didn't win that series, so I'm not going to give him too much credit. But the fact that he even was making that any of those games anywhere close was a feat in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I think LeBron it probably eventually will overtake Michael on this category, which might be why I tip it. I will probably at that point tip it to LeBron. But in, at right now, just in terms of scoring titles, in terms of MVPs, in terms of Defensive Player of the Years, the longevity and the overall resume to me, um, even with the two retirements, I think are still uh, a notch in Michael Jordan's belt. Um, and so if you want to tackle those individually, you can, or you can group them together like I did. But the last two criteria that I was going to ask you about was the longevity and overall resume. Go off to the races, boys. Uh, you know what? I, I would give it to LeBron, um, obviously, the longevity. I mean, because, like, the funny thing is, is it almost feels to me like there's no end in sight for LeBron. <laughs> like, I can legit envision LeBron playing at 42. Like, I, I, like, I don't – I can't imagine that the drop-off would have to be – I mean, it would have to be so sudden and quick because, gradually speaking – like he may be at age 40 averaging 22, 23 a game. Like if he's doing what he's doing now. So longevity, longevity, I would definitely give to him overall resume. Obviously it, it remains to be seen. Is he going to get a couple more championships in LA? It's highly possible. I mean, it's, it's not impossible, especially if, you know, you consider that if they draft, you know, in a smart way and then if they do things, you know, that you tend to see out of the brain trust in, in um, L.A. I mean, you know, some people will debate whether or not they've made good decisions from a draft standpoint. But I mean, realistically, you know, they seem to be doing pretty good in that area. So, I mean, it's a real good chance that, you know, that guy could pick up another couple of championships and you factor that in with the longevity. And I would say, yeah, uh, by that, you know, if, if we're looking at that, I would definitely say I'd have to give that nod to LeBron. I wouldn't even do on the hypothetical. I mean, I already, it was the crux of my original argument. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I give the nod to LeBron. I mean, his longevity is 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 unheard of. Honestly, I mean, I, the only ones I can think in my mind that like stand out to me is like Herschel Walker going into UFC or not mm-hmm. UFC, even the box like like that athleticism at forty or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, I would say at least in the NBA. Yeah, sorry, yeah, almost fifty. I would say the benchmark, at least in the NBA, in recent memory, is we don't talk about Herschel Walker anymore. By the way, we don't. don't Yeah, because yeah, I yeah, fair. But I'm just saying in terms of (laughs) go, man. I'm just you're right. You're right though. (laughs) Um, In terms of like current NBA, though, I mean, I guess if you want a litmus test, Vince Carter. I mean, heroic for playing as long as he did, but forty year old Vince Carter ain't got shit left, and and I love him, but like he was out there just as a veteran, like that's yeah. all he was at that point. Right. Um, and that he got there solely because of his talent and his athleticism. LeBron's basically, at least mileage wise, he's past him. You know, he's at that point. So it's, it's, it's remarkable. It's unheard of what he's doing. I guess Hakeem would be the only other one that would be like super old. That was still balling out like this. But even then that's, that's one of the best players of all time. So, I mean, who, who are you comparing him to? I don't right. think Austin has seen Toronto Raptors Hakeem. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Toronto Raptors Akeem was right, like Akeem from coming to America. <laughs> like, nah, that was Prince Akeem. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, I think just in general, it's it's remarkable what he's done. Um, it just to be, you know, an ass about it. I love Derek sitting here shitting on nineteen-year-old LeBron. <laughs> like, he needed some time to warm up, coming in as the ultimate God's gift to basketball prospect. And having all that weight put upon I'm, him, I'm sorry I compared him to the greatest player of all time, and but, he, he didn't but, stack up as favorably as you would have but, liked. But if you Austin. want to talk about just in terms of like age, like that, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's a season. You know, also, it Michael Jordan 
spent two years in college or one year in college? It was two, right? Two years. Two years. In terms of, in terms it's not of, like age. he's this four-year vet coming out of college, like Tim Duncan or something, bro. <laughs> hey. Still kind of young as well. Would you agree though that nineteen? But, is I mean, a big and, difference and, but and, and, and basketball two years is a long time in basketball, though. Especially oh, as a kid, that's all. So. But I will say it's interesting because when you said that, it like dawned on me they had very similar starts to their career, just in terms of like youth. Both of them came in with way too much pressure put on them as a kid, and. Michael exceeded it. LeBron yeah. took a while to get to that point. I mean, I'm not going to dispute your point there, but like both of them have that similar, like it's basketball and that's it. Like we're here to play basketball. Yep. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think it's pretty simple in terms of longevity. It has to be LeBron James because of what he's doing right now, you know, playing at this high level at this age. But then also, like you said, when he came in the league, he was being called the chosen one from before you step on the court. I think he actually he, he matched that and exceeded his first year and his first couple of years, too. Like he came in and he pretty much asserted himself as, yeah, he's going to be one of the best players in the league. It's pretty easy to see from the get-go. So I'll give him credit for doing that, too. So for that conversation, um, you know, I think that one always goes to LeBron pretty quickly just because of, you know, he's doing something we haven't seen ever in terms of a player being this old and still being this dominant. Um, but for resume, though, I have to go to MJ on that just in terms of, you know, Again, the record for the finals, postseason accolades, regular season accolades, um, stuff like that. His, his impact on the game. Um, you can go through a lot of things. You can list off for Michael Jordan because, you know, everybody, everybody knows Michael Jordan. But, of course, LeBron is right behind him on that, too, though. Um, you know, the same way Michael Jordan has changed the league in terms of the money it brings in for marketing for players, LeBron James changed the league as well in terms of the power players have over the team. Um, before LeBron James did what he did, it was unheard of for, you know, a player to hold an organization uh, pretty much hostage and force them to make certain moves and trades and such or force them to pay them or force them to only give me a one-year contract or kind of yeah. one-year deals every year going forward with no type of, you know, uh, long-term security. But now teams do it happily. They're like, yeah, whatever you want, man. It's like, you're going to come here and play. We'll give you whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And even players that aren't, you know, superstars or really stars or whatever are trying to do the same thing too. And it's been working. So he really changed the makeup of the league himself, similar to how, how Michael Jordan did when he was in the league, too, in terms of, you know, bringing that awareness to marketing and showing the power of a player, you know, just for so many different landscapes. Right. But for right now, because, you know, Michael was one of the first to do it for the resume, I think he still tops on that. But like we said, you know, these are one, one A, one B, whatever you want to say. They're yeah. pretty much almost neck and neck when it comes to this conversation. So, you know, just to split it off, one one longevity is LeBron James and resume is Michael Jordan, at least for right now. Um, one question Derek, Derek didn't ask that I thought he was probably going to lead into here, but that to me is also very important to this conversation. Which one's your favorite player? Like, who who is your favorite out of the two to watch play and to, to be a, your player? To That has to no bearing on this very analytical argument. Yeah, I know, no, but I mean, it does also, because I just want to point basketball out, is a unique sport in the sense that your Mike, swag also, can I make just you transcend I, generation. I just, Mike, I just want to point out, LeBron James is a rookie, not an all-star. Michael Jordan is a rookie, all-star. <laughs> Two years older. What, that, what, what does that <laughs> to do with, with him being saying you, you got to be able to face of the league going forward? And he came in and he showed that. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, litigate, I wasn't litigating whether LeBron exceeded yep. expectations. I was comparing LeBron and Michael then? as youth to each other. If anything, that just shows how, how old, old, how was old were they when, when they got these all-star nods? <laughs> we're talking about longevity of career. So the beginning of his career matters whether he's 19 or he's 21. We're talking about longevity of his career. Yes. I think Le- I so think Michael had a much for better start. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, so yeah, I think that is important though the question because like 
basketball so weird, man. Y'all so weird. You're weird. I don't know what kind know. of argument this I, is, Derek. Is so like, so weird. what that he made an all-star team the first time he got to the league? Just, like, how old Michael was he? Jordan came how old is LeBron and, now compared to... Michael Jordan came in at the time and, and smashed yes. scoring records as a rookie that had, had not been seen. LeBron James did okay. not. LeBron James did not do that. So, in terms of What's your point? career, I think. What do you mean? What is my point? I've been telling you my point. You just refuse to acknowledge it. This is a terrible point. <laughs> my though. point this is that sense. Michael Jordan's beginning of his career was better than LeBron James' beginning of his career. So that is what? My this is longevity. It's, it's the entire that, thing. It's not one point. It's the entire yeah, thing. Because Dirt. we can all agree that they both had really good middle and end part of the career. I think the beginning of the career sets them apart. I think by the they time, both had really good the time LeBron is done, too, his extended I would say Michael's career, is better, but you're right. It was better, but they both had good beginnings, If you want to argue that sure. LeBron James' ex- career is better at the end point because he's done it longer, that's one thing. But stop shitting on my point that he had a better start it's to his a career. Point. That's a valid point. Ooh, they got it's me a drill. It's United valid, but it didn't, it didn't help your argument, though. <laughs> yes, that's not... For, I, what? That's not what it you're arguing. Help. And James You're James arguing amongst the point of longevity. Better. You're not arguing one instance or one year. So it's the whole thing <laughs> added my, together. My You're like, hey, he was good Daniel, for this year, better than him. That but that's the middle cool. and the point is longevity, though. Enough that those are a wash. So what but they're not. For me is that LeBron James got started earlier? I mean, LeBron. How old is LeBron James right now? Thirty-five. Oh, his exact age. Like, when Michael Jordan was thirty-five, was he doing what LeBron James is doing right now? Yes, that was his last in year. Pick in pickup, that was his, that was his last year before he re- he went off to retire. He can- and so he that was his final year in the league. All right. Yeah, and he won the so title to, with the Bulls. So, so to cap all that off, something that somebody mentioned he, earlier, LeBron James this year, LeBron James will finally play in a year that Michael Jordan has not played in. This is the first, but this is, will be the first year. That's why I say eventually, so you, eventually, I think he's Mike was like thirty three. Eventually, he's going to pass him up because he's still playing basketball at this elite level, and he'll probably do so at forty, which is something Michael Jordan never did. Because when he came back with the Wizards, Michael Jordan wasn't very good. But at this, and we're still we're still, in, com- we're still in a comparable point between Michael Jordan Just and LeBron James age wise. We will pass that right. point this time. Right. 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 We're horrible. We're past that. Pass that. Go on. Uh, so to answer the question though, who's your favorite player? Oh, Mike. Mike. It's Mike for me. It's Mike LeBron. Oh, really? Mike's oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Mike, yeah. yeah. No, Mike I'm not, was just, yeah. It, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying this is weird because we both fucking pick LeBron right. and we're picking Mike. No, I, yeah. I mean, because Mike, there was a swag level with Mike that yeah, I'm the same. it just wasn't, it, it was like nothing you'd ever seen. And maybe That's the why. era that he played in where there weren't any guys like him was a big part of it. I mean, when you could just come out there and, you know, it was funny. He would get the ball with X amount of seconds left and you knew what was going to happen. Everybody knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. I, I mean, that's the crazy part about it is that growing up in that era, it was like, you know, it was just amazing to watch, man. It was just yep. crazy to watch. That's why these debates are so difficult, you know, because those of us that remember Mike from day one is like, oh my God, dude. Like, this dude was crazy from like the beginning, man. Like, just wow, man. Agree. You call down there. You gonna call us out that day? <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I just wish y'all would stop making me argue things I haven't argued, but that's fine. That's <laughs> Did you pick the one? Your favorite I one? You know what? No, I was gonna let it die, but you're the one that started it by trying to take that shot at me by saying he was an all-star rookie season. 
Yes, I'm because y'all just, no, y'all no, just no, took the shit off my point for no reason. <laughs> I so you know, I'm going to defend my point against you, Austin. No, we're back. No, we're back. No, we're back. No, we're back. No, we're it was a shitty point. It wasn't a shitty point. It's just a point you happen not to like for whatever reason. It's not a shitty point. I don't like it. I don't like it because it wasn't good. That's it, why I don't it, like it. It is good. <laughs> it is good. I, mean, it is. I don't know what to tell you. I, I defended the point, and for whatever reason, you just decide you don't like the defense, and that's that's oh, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to do about it. That was a terrible it. defense. Change your defense or, or no, drop the point. That's what you can do about it. All right. <laughs> Damn. I have a question no. for you. No, I have a question for you. When you're talking about longevity and you're talking about the entirety of someone's career, if you think that the end and the middle part of a person's career are the, are equivalent, then does the beginning hold more? Does the beginning hold weight at that point? They all hold weight. It's longevity. But if you they think, all hold weight. If, answer my question. If you think the middle and end of someone's careers are comparable in terms of you think they are tied, then does the beginning of the career become the tiebreaker? No, the whole thing has to be looked together. Right, can't just right, stay, we're not going to put it all together. I'm out. To your question, for the sake of your question, I don't think so because it's not a it's not a perfect vacuum. So, like, if you were to say like somebody was better rookie year, but both of them went on to be equal, then the rookie year doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I mean, I get what you're saying that if you were to like just from a mathematical standpoint, you have to include everything in the average. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the conversation we're having. That's and all, apparently we're, we're acting like age doesn't matter either because you're like, oh, if he plays to a 40, you're just something Michael hasn't done. Well, he didn't come to the league at the same age as Michael, so that that's to be taken into account as well, right? True. He's played more. Why not? Much more. I didn't, I didn't, why not? I, I, I didn't say why not. If you want to argue that the longevity that's, is I'm different. I'm why yeah. not. So you can say why not. Sure. I'm, 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 why not, I'm not arguing that, though. <laughs> well, you should. But I, I don't should. want to because it's not part of my point. <laughs> Because it'll destroy uh, your point. Uh, I know. It doesn't, it you doesn't to, destroy you my point. It. Oh my god! It doesn't destroy my point. So we can they're end at, this move they're, on. they're playing a comparable amount of seasons to this point. But they're not the same age. What does that have to do with the longevity of their NBA basketball career? That they're not the same. Uh, age? Because if they have, you the, have if, to look at if they if they have if they if they're doing things at a comparable age in a comparable season. What does that matter that they're not the same age when they started? When I'm talking about did you not just say that NBA if LeBron plays until 40 years old, he'll do something that Mike Jordan has not done. So at that point, his age is a big deciding factor if he goes to 40, right? No, I say when he starts doing things that Michael Jordan hasn't done, then yes, he will officially take over the longevity title. But just for the sake of because it, you don't think, age, yes. You don't think this season LeBron is miles better than the end of Michael's career? Yeah. Okay, I mean that's not the in terms of the, the Wizards years. Yeah, but we haven't gotten to those years yet. Right now, we're still in the Bulls years. We have though because it started earlier. Whatever. I'm, I'm, <laughs> look at just terms of basketball mileage. Like I said, he's got more mileage on him. I mean, what? I mean that's true. I mean, it is what it is. You hear that, <laughs> Derek's point? I <laughs> really frustrate you, dog. I, I don't ever attack y'all like this. I don't ever attack y'all like, like, Stop, like I'm my saying life y'all. You need to sing around. I, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus I'm Christ. Just, I'm just listening, and I'm, I'm understanding good, good where job, you're coming Austin, from. Next time, got end, next time, Austin got into a QED, so you know it's oh, real. QED. <laughs> oh, boy. So in closing, Daniel and Austin don't I care that, that Michael Jordan be. was better at the beginning of his career, but they do care that LeBron James is better at the end of his career. So, Your obedient uh, servant. That's fine. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I, I guess that makes sense to the podcast. All right.
I mean, I'm not. We'll do this later. But you cannot say season one matters as much as the end of the career in terms of what I, LeBron's doing right now. I can say that season LeBron just won a goddamn championship. Season Michael Jordan was out there pretending he could still play at the same level. I mean, not to shit on Mike, but that's what those Wizards years were, man. Like LeBron's out here <laughs> for championships, and Michael Jordan's out there having fun in the All Star game. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. So is it about is, is it about <laughs> seasons or is it about age? I don't, I'm just saying you can't say they're equivalent. It's not a it's not a perfect vacuum. Rookie year is not the same as this this current iteration. That's just what it is. It is it is the same in the sense that they played 82 games, but that's it. But Mike was on the dream team, though. We'll give him that. It's true. Goodbye. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Huff, say goodbye. Austin Davina, say goodbye. Daniel Davidson, say goodbye. Peace Everyone out. Go away. Everyone, go away. The arts. Because we are the arts. I like, how, I like how we couldn't decide who was better, but we both decided Derek was wrong. Y'all always decide that I refuse one to involve little myself in this piece of my point is worth destroying my entire I was on your side at the beginning. You weren't on my side. You were the one who Wait, first off, don't do that. Don't do that because you do that sometimes too. You're like, oh, I was always on your side. Now you Okay, let me rephrase. I was on your side. But I wasn't shitting on you for it, even though you came for my point. I wasn't shitting on me for it. No, no. Yes. You're the one who did the little side comment. That's why I came back with my side comment. And then Daniel, because he's like, oh, there's a chance to kick Derek. Let me kick Derek. Oh, whatever. That's what you do, dog. For the record, <laughs> that's not what I do, bro. For the record, this side Man. topic that you're saying is equivalent. I was 100% right in that you were saying that 19 year old LeBron should have been the same as 21 year old Mike. No, it's not what I, it's not what I said. You said that rookie year, he didn't do as much. I Because he didn't. When they were both rookies, he didn't do as much. I didn't say it was because LeBron's an inferior talent and he should have known more. I just compared. Their rookie season Somebody to each LeBron. other. Yes, there Man, were reasons, they're, yes, they're there were reasons that, that LeBron movie, James wasn't as good as Michael Jordan as a rookie. That doesn't change the fact that but that's for, the case. But, but forget the context, right, Derek? Who needs context? <laughs> Say forget the context. Get that, us out. Get one us liner. out. <laughs> that's what I need. Abort. Stop. Man. I just want you, Derek I just, on that. Derek I on that. Just Trump want y'all to stop saying man. things I haven't said. That's all. That's why we're still here. I just want y'all to stop saying things I have. Well, you, but you're not saying the important stuff, so we have to say it. That's the that's the whole issue. No, I, stuff you I, stuff you haven't said, you need to have said, but you refuse to do it. So you're misleading no, the audience. I'm not misleading I'm the audience. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's so weird. All right. Four. Mm. The, uh, the four. <laughs> Honestly, man, someone in the someone else in the podcast. Y'all really are getting this right now. Merry Christmas, bro. Please kick us out, bro. Shout out, shout out, Giannis for staying. Do some kind of but outro, yo, please. Good job, Giannis. Giannis hey. getting paid. It's a midweek take. <laughs> <laughs> midweek take, baby. Take it as we you will. Yeah, because we out. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, oh, oh.